0: Thanks for tuning in to Americana Music Profiles. It's Season 3, brought to you by Americana Rhythm Music Magazine in print and Americanamusicmagazine.com online. I'm your host, Greg Tutwiler. Let's join in on another great conversation with one of the Americana Music Industry's super talented artists, Mark Daniels, grew up in rural Spokane, Washington, before moving to California to pursue a professional music career. Mark has recorded several albums, but his latest, The Starting Line, is where he says he's gotten to explore what he thinks is his truest sound. Mark is my guest on this edition of Americana Music Profiles. Well, hi, Mark. Welcome to the program this afternoon.
1: Hey, Greg. Thanks for having me. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good to talk to you. So, um... We're um, talking to you in in Spokane. Is that right, Washington?
1: Um, well, that's where I'm originally from. Yes, I'm actually. Uh, as we're talking, I'm in California right now, which is kind of where I, I base my operation out of. the Okay.
2: Okay.
0: Cool. So, how long have you uh, how long have you been in California?
1: Uh, so, I've been in California about six years now. Um, I am originally from Washington State. I grew up in Spokane, and um, I kind of served the first half of my music career up there and then uh, did move down to California in
2: 2011. So, since then,
1: I've kind of been uh, kind of set up shop here initially. I do go back there quite a bit,
0: though. So, yeah. So, um, for those folks who who don't know you and and know your music, give me some uh, background on yourself, how you got involved in music, and uh, how how you got to where you are at uh, this point in your career.
1: Yeah. Sure. So,. and music, I mean, I've always kind of been involved in music In some form or another uh, I started out pretty much at a young age Like taking piano lessons My parents kind of put me in that And I came from a musical family So um, depending on who's ever grown up in a musical family It kind of creates an awe that everyone's a musician <laughs> Because yeah. everyone around you is one right, right. So I guess I guess from my standpoint like I didn't, I didn't realize that, um, uh, that there was much talent there Because when your brothers and sisters are all and sing and, and can play instruments it's just kind of like okay you just assume the whole world is like Right, that. So, right, yeah but it, took me a, it took me a while to kind of realize that um, music was something I could potentially do as a career Yeah So um, I didn't really get started in, in like singing in bands and stuff until I was about 21, 20 okay. uh, time frame yeah. and uh, I, it started out kind of um just doing like karaoke for fun and then yeah. <laughs> you, i got a lot of, i got a lot of feedback where i was thinking like wow you're really good and i kind of got the bug yeah thing, okay. i guess from that standpoint and sure. that kind of transitioned into me finding bands and projects and uh which um kind of started me on this on this whirlwind route of different bands different styles and really all along the way though uh, i've kind of always kind of been a, a rural northwest kind of guy uh-huh. um and uh Eventually, after a few series of bands that maybe were in rock or some other genres, I kind of took a step back um, in my late 20s, and you know, I was like, you know, hey, I, I really want to kind of get back to my roots. Uh, and really, country music is, is at least what country music has become today, most closely aligns with what I'm, I'm interested in as an artist.
2: Right. And, okay.
1: uh, I really think country has taken over a lot of the rock genre, yeah. and uh, uh, with also adding these true uh, classical c- country elements, which is really taking it to the next level, in my opinion.
0: So you would kinda of put yourself in the country rock category.
1: Yeah, yeah, I would I would definitely classify classify myself as country rock. Are and you for me the important I like that I like driving guitars, I like solid, like, groovy bass lines, so it's like the kind of like rock driving feel of country uh-huh, is what uh-huh. appeals to me the most. It, it it most closely aligns with kind of like my general interest in music and my roots.
0: What do you feel like some of your influences are?
1: Well, but I had, there was a lot of really good 90s country that I was really into, um, like some of the later stuff that Tim McGraw did. Um, uh, I was really into Lone Star. when I, was, yeah. I kind of went to the country fairs when I was 15. I had a friend who uh, had introduced me into country music, some bands like Black Hawk, um, you know, uh, Lone Star, I mentioned Little Texas, Brooks yep. and Dunn was a, was a favorite of mine as sure. well. And then... I kinda of watched country evolve into what I would call modern country today, which is kind of a Luke Luke Bryant, like the Blake Sheltons and like, yeah. I really admire those guys today as artists. And so it's really taking the, the elements of what classical country like in the nineties was doing and you know, seeing what like the modern day country artists like Luke Bryant, like Jason Aldean are doing today, and saying like, Wow, that's what I really want to be doing. That's what I feel like it's it felt like a natural fit for me, you know. And the timing was right, too.
0: Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, are you uh, Are you also writing some of your music?
1: I mean, the, the last album I just released, The Starting Line, um, it was a collaborative effort between me and my producer, Tom Sandler. Uh, we wrote the album together. Um, it, it was a great experience. So uh, over the course of, of my music career, writing was always a tricky challenge. It's like cause, um it's not a, there's no like formula for success for writing. You pretty much have to just start putting right. things on paper
2: right.
0: and yeah. then,
1: you know, bouncing ideas off people, like listening to other music, seeing what, uh, finding out what other people like, the elements of it, the structure of the song. And it takes time. You have to really train yourself to become a good writer. And over the sure. course of the years, I've learned to do that through working with different producers. And, um, uh, and I do most of my writing on the piano initially, because that's my primary yeah. instrument.
2: Yeah. cool. Uh,
1: and then things like lyrics and stuff have always just kind of come naturally to me. So, um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely do do my own writing, and that's reflected in my music as well. So my songs are actually very... They're, they're all very personal to me. They all actually have elements... Like, everything I talk about in my music is is a real story in my life. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, so it's not like... Um, people always ask me, like, wow, do you, really, do you really like Redheads as much as you do? Because I have a single called Redheads. And I'm like, yeah, I, I really do. Like, I have a thing <laughs> for Redheads. Yeah, okay. So for me, like... Writing that it just comes off the tongue, right? It's just it's just easy to put on paper because it's coming right from my head.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Right, so we were talking a couple of minutes ago that that the the feel of your music is kind of lends itself more to the country country rock genre, whereas mm-hmm. you know you can't, kind of don't think of piano necessarily fitting into that. So when you sit down to the piano to craft one of your songs, are, are you hearing that? that uh, country rock sound in your head while you're kind of picking out the melodies and the lyrics, or or, or do you just kind of adapt it later? And if it fits great, if not, you kind of take it back and start over.
1: That's a great question, actually. Um, so in reality what happens is a lot of times I'm just like driving down the street or I'm just sitting in my bedroom and I'm hearing a song in my head like, how the melody would go, that right. I figure myself, I'm like, okay, like, how do I transcribe this into actual notes? So then that's when I go to the piano, and I, I try to hammer out the melody okay. on the piano. Okay, And, and the, the nice thing about a piano instrument is that it, it embodies the entire scale of music, like, right. you can play every note that ever existed. Right. So you can almost write the full song on piano, and then I can take that and translate it to guitar, um where I'm, I'm not as strong of a guitar player, but, uh, um, but it, it helps in the writing element there as well. So I can hammer out the melodies on piano. And then when we actually go and record, the piano is more of an accompaniment. It's like maybe something kind of in the back, like a uh-huh. rock sure. country piano, yeah. you know? So, but yeah, but it's just, it's just the tool I use because it's the instrument that's most familiar to me. Are,
0: are you ever um, surprised at... What you started with, and then what you end up with. You know, let's say you you, you set down today, and you've got the song in your head, and you, you you work it out on the piano, and then six weeks from now, you're in the studio, and you've got you've got the finished product. Um, you know, what does it surprise you when you get done compared to what you oh, started with?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's almost like a game of telephone. It's like you start off with an initial message of what you think you're trying to say. Yeah. And then, I mean, I sat, I sat and laid on the floor in the studio with my producer staring at the ceiling for two hours, trying to think of a word that rhymes with another, okay. <laughs> you know? So like, so like sometimes you spend many, many hours, like on simple problems in a song and then realize that like, you know what? You have to go all the way back to the beginning and rip something up. Maybe something you were in love with. Yeah. For a song. And then like. A lot of times you may even extract that part of a song. Maybe it's a verse that you really thought was, really was going to work, but doesn't work for that song anymore. So maybe you put it off to the side, you shelf it, and then you can apply that into another song later that you're writing that maybe doesn't, that fits better with. Yeah. So really, when it comes to writing, it's like, uh, you don't have to always write a song end to end. You can write a riff or a melody or a hook that you really like, but then a lot of times you're like, wow, we don't really know how this fits into a
2: right. of the
1: song yet. You build around it, so and that always amazes me myself because sometimes mm. you start with an idea and it goes well, and then you may even abandon the song altogether, like you know what, it's just not good enough or it not quite, or, or maybe you take an element of it and then rewrite the song, a whole new song mm-hmm. with what you started with. Hmm. You know, yeah, that's it's cool. quite common actually.
0: Yeah. Um. So this this uh, the the album that's that's uh, coming out currently out. Uh, it's called the Starting Line. It's not your first one mm-hmm. though, right? This is the second.
1: Well, this is my first country rock album, okay. actually. So um, I have I have done other albums with you know various incarnations of myself as a musician in the past, but, but this is the first like true homage to like country rock, and mm-hmm. it's really where I feel most at home and most comfortable. Um, so, so yeah, this is the first uh, release. But I, I will be going back into the studio actually in the fall to record a follow up album and really try to take the best elements of what we did in this last album. And, and bring them into that and kind of really
0: double down. What were your previous, uh, the previous album, your previous um, musical journey, what what did that lend itself uh, genre-wise to? Where were you well, at with those?
1: yeah, I'd say it was kind of more on, on on the rock side, but there were country elements of it for sure, but I, I kind of landed it as a rock album, like rock alternative.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but the, the, the things about it that, The things I was trying to accomplish in that album were, like, driving guitar riffs and, like, you know, good kind of, like, wholesome feel to it. Like, I didn't want the lyrics to be too serious, and I didn't want it to be dark. I wanted it to be fun and uplifting Mm -hmm. and, and, like, Mm -hmm. really American and really about, like, just enjoying life and experiencing the elements of life that we like so much. And then when I took a step back and I looked at the end product, I wasn't, I wasn't entirely as happy with it as I could have been. Mm-hmm. So you, like, like any time you do an album, you kind of do a retrospective, like, well, what would I have done differently? What would I have done um, changed about this? And when I looked at it, I'm like, you know, I, I really was trying to write a country album because that's that's who I am.
2: Yeah.
1: And it it didn't reflect there, so I kind of the light bulb went off, and then people in my industry who I've known very for a long time that trust me, had uh, even told me, it's like, look, you should be doing country. This is more your style. And mm-hmm. I said, yeah, okay. you're right. And so that, that really kind of helped shape the direction of my next album. And then when I went to the studio, I knew exactly what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, and that's what made this album so, it made it come together so easily.
0: Yeah, okay. Um... And how's the, uh, the, the fans, have they responded to the... Did they already know that was who you were anyway? Or, or, or are they kind of getting to enjoy a different side of you as, if you transitioned more to the country rock versus straight-up
1: rock? Uh, I would say probably the latter. I think um, people that have liked my music before were like, wow, this is really good. But then when I switched to country, we were like, oh my gosh, this is really, really good. Yeah, cool. And um, I mean, the immediate feedback was was, I love the way you sound so much better on this album. Even though, to me, maybe technically, the music wasn't as challenging to sing locally, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, but but the response I'm getting is is much higher. Like Everyone's like, oh my gosh, you should have been doing this the whole time. Wow, cool. Um, And then garnishing a whole bunch of new fans, like ones that were not even accessible to me before, because the quality of the product is so much better. Yeah,
2: yeah,
0: that's cool. And uh, so you've got a couple songs... Kind of, I guess you're highlighting uh, one of them in particular, video Redheads. Uh, tell me about yeah. that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, as I was mentioning earlier in the uh, the interview, um, I've always had a thing for Redheads, like, I, as, as long as I knew that I was into girls. Uh, <laughs> so uh, just, the funny thing is, it's like, the, the song started out as kind of a joke, like we were, we, we had this really great song, my producer and I it was very, like, country twang, had this great lift to it, and we were trying to, we were kind of joking around on, like, what the song would be about, and we got on the top, topic of, like, girls, and I, and he, my producer knows I have a thing for redheads, and, like, we started, like, messing around with some funny lyrics about redheads, and before we knew it, we're like, that's kind of funny, let's just, let's just keep writing, and we ended up writing, I mean, like, literally, but, literally, that was the fastest song I ever wrote in my life. It yeah, took me, like, cool. 25 minutes to write every line of that song, really huh. good, and then we step back, and we're like wow, this is a great song. Yeah. And, and the thing about it, too, is, is I don't, no one's ever written a song about redheads. You always know, hear songs about blondes. Right. And, or maybe the redhead is mentioned in a song yeah. like redhead at the corner. There's never like a I I like redheads. Yeah. <laughs> and that's just it. So, so really, the whole concept of the song was really to be, it's not just about, like, you're into redheads or not. It's kind of written around the concept of we all have a type, right? Mm-hmm. Um, everyone's got a type of girl they're into. And um, that, that's really... This song can really apply to anybody in that type, but it's it, the idea is to, is to mentally articulate to people that, like, what you see in a, in your type versus what other people see when they see the same girl are totally mm-hmm. different things.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, I have friends that are into the types of girls. I'm, like, not into that kind of girl. Like, yeah. not my thing. Yeah. And then I have other friends that look at me and go, like, I'm not into redheads at all. But for me, it's, like, it's, it's my damn, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. So the, so the song... So we... we we think those elements of like it being a specific, unique thing that no one's ever done before,
3: and we really thought we were like, hey, this is
1: an opportunity for us to really kind of, you know, write history in some respect. Because when people think of songs about redheads, I hope they think of me. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and uh, as, as it's going right now, that, that's the case, and the feedback has been incredible. We've gotten I mean, tons of redheads that comment on the page and on the link in YouTube and say, "Oh my gosh, finally a song about me!" And so, finally a song for me. So yeah. I love every redhead listening has a song with the the redhead friend, so we can we can make this thing go viral.
0: <laughs> That's cool. A- have you uh, have you had a chance to get some airplay
1: with it? Um, we're, yeah, we're in the process of getting some work done. I mean, um, we just released the video a few weeks ago. Okay. So um, as this thing gets more exposure and more traction, and more momentum, momentum, you know, people are reaching out to me and asking more questions about it in uh, distribution and how we get it out there. So so we're expecting some really exciting things coming here in the next few weeks in regards to that.
0: Yeah, okay. That's awesome. And then I guess the, the follow-up song then is going to be uh, Summer Song,
1: right? Yes, yes, that's correct. So we're actually shooting the video for that now. Um, we should be wrapping up here in about a week or two.
2: Okay. But Summer
1: Song, when we look at the entirety of the album, um we took a step back and we looked at all nine songs, our, our producer and I kind of were like, Redheads is a good starter out the gate, but Summer Song we really feel like is the single on the album.
2: Hmm, okay. We think this is
1: the one that's most accessible to everybody.
2: Yeah,
1: because yeah. Um, everyone might not get the Redhead thing, but everyone it's a Summer Song. Everyone understands what it's like to uh, to be young and to to have um have your your summer off and like the, the weekends you go out and like the things you do and the bonfires and the camping and the beaches and the burning tires and dirt bikes, and, and just all the things that I used to do when I was a kid growing up,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, that we really, in this day and age, summer summers have changed so much. Like, you look at yeah. people, kids, like, they're, they're inside, they're playing video games, they're yeah. on their phone, they're, like, no one's out, just, just what I call doing the, the type of stuff I used to do when I was a kid, like, swinging on a rope into the lake and, like, doing backflips while catching a football in midair. Nobody does that anymore.
2: I know. You know, I know, yeah.
1: So uh, uh, Spencer Davies is the director of the video uh, from Press Pasture Productions, he uh, he and I had this idea and thought of like, wow, this is like this is the message we wanna send. We wanna like we wanna kick everyone in the teeth and remind everyone like, hey, like this is how you summer.
2: Yeah, right? Yeah. And,
1: and lyrically with the video, like we really feel like the the strong balance of, of this, this lyrically about like this is what summer means to me and then articulating that in a video that says like visually this is how you summer, Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's going to be an incredible combination. And in the early studies I've seen it, it's, it's unbelievable, and I'm so excited to with everyone. I think it's really going to blow people's minds. That's cool. I'll all the on this one.
0: When when does that one come out?
1: So it's probably going to be uh, early to mid-August.
2: Okay. Uh,
0: so we're
1: looking for around an H-15 launch date, but give or take a week. But it'll uh, definitely be out before the end of the summer.
0: And uh, then pretty much right after that, you were you were telling me earlier that you're headed back to the studio.
1: Right, right. Um, I like to so busy. <laughs> in the context of, on the course of this year, like, pre- preparing all these videos and the content, um, uh, in the back of my mind, I i have, like, I'm always thinking of the next thing. I'm like, oh, I, have, mm-hmm. I have more ideas of what I want to do. And also, too, it helps when I hear back from my fans their feedback of, like, when you write an album sometimes the elements of it you think people are going to respond well to. They respond to it maybe not as well as you think and then other elements maybe you dismiss. People are like jump on. Yeah. So for me it's like oh okay and and that's like with anything. Sometimes with art you have to put it out there and you have to get feedback and kind of see your fans going to hear. So now that I have that information I have a ton of ideas in my head of how I want to proceed for the next album. So like I mentioned before we're going to take the best elements of the starting line and really, really give an album for the fans in this next sophomore release yeah. on the bait. I think we'll, we think we'll really take it to the next level. So we're
0: excited for that. How much of the material have you already finished writing? Will you go in with a full slate ready to go, or actually write some of these in the studio?
1: Alright, uh, a little bit of both. Uh, typically, how I work with Tom, who's my producer, Tom Chandler, that is, uh, is we we both I'll bring elements the studio with me sometimes I'll have songs that are like 80% written or even fully written end to end and then or maybe just riff like hey, I really like this melody but I'm not sure what to do with it yeah. um, so we'll take the full songs we'll go in and we'll flesh those out together and other times I'll go in with maybe just like a, hey I have a really good chorus but I haven't written a strong verse around it yet yeah. and then we'll just we'll just start building the songs out organically Uh and and that that works well for me because uh Tom is is an exceptional producer and uh he he thinks of the things that I don't always think of and Mm -hmm. vice versa, like I can provide him the feedback and guidance on like well this is the direction I'm trying to go. And then between the two of us we we you know we create we create the types of songs that you hear on the album uh, The starting line.
2: That's cool.
0: So what's what's playing out, touring, uh performing uh with everything else you've got guy going on how do you uh how, what does that look like for you at, at this time with the current album
1: right so, so touring is kind of light right now just from the standpoint of like we've just been so busy creating content mm-hmm. um and uh, so what the goal would probably be is once we release Summer Song, we're, we're looking to get some national exposure on that level. and yeah, okay. And uh, which we, we think we're going to get really good coverage on this. Um, then when we have the follow-up album ready, so in the fall, like, you know, winters are kind of a slow time in general right. uh, when it comes to, to touring because everyone's on holiday and vacation, Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, everything. So, the, and then the idea will be in the new year, we'll launch this new album and then we'll hit the road. Okay. So they the show us, so like, you know, when the spring comes, and new festivals that start opening up, like there'll be tons of opportunities to play. So, and then that way we have a really strong full uh, two albums that we can go and drive. Yeah, out. sure. So, well, yeah, it,
0: uh, will it will you plan. be mostly uh, California regional, or will you will you head head Midwest East Coast as part of this too?
1: Yeah, uh, all, all of the above. So, like, when we start planning this stuff out, we'll probably—I mean, we'll probably start in California, but we're definitely going to start working our way east and south um, across the Midwest, and then we we'll want to hit Texas, and then eventually work our way to Nashville if we can. Yeah, because um, obviously, like, we want to—we want to go where our target market is, and—and and the beauty of social media these days is that. Um, I get people messaging me all the time from Arizona or Kansas City like when yeah. you come to <laughs> Kansas City Hey, when you come to Arizona That's cool. so so it helps it helps us build a um a, a target demographic for where we think we're going to get the best exposure
2: yeah. so yeah. um
1: well, like everything music has its own regions where it's it's popular and maybe other regions where it's not so much so yeah. um so we'll we'll look at the analytics and the data where we're getting a lot of viewers and we're we're seeing feedback come from and we'll probably strategically plan a tour around those areas and locales. Yeah, we want to make it. We want to hit them where most of our fans are, obviously. Sure. Um, to uh, to, to keep things rolling.
0: So where can uh, where can folks uh, see the the um, video Redheads and then uh, get ready to. Uh, watch the new one summer song that 's uh coming out soon. Uh, where can they get a copy of the album? How can they get in touch with you tell us tell us how to find you
1: yeah sure so uh, there's there's a couple ways I have a youtube channel it 's mark daniel 's country um People can go there and subscribe to me like all our videos get launched on there. I also have a facebook page facebook mark daniel's country pretty simple <laughs> um yeah. And uh and every, it links to all our social media content, like where you can find the videos and stuff. It's kind of a good one-stop shop. I also have a website, uh markdanielscountry.com, it is, uh, and it has links to everything as well. Yeah. Uh, so you can listen to music on Spotify. You can find me there. You can find me on iTunes, cool. um, SoundCloud, pretty much any digital music distribution channel, uh, you can find me there as well. Good. But then again, my, my social media sites will link to all that as well. So okay good um if someone's looking for a one-stop shop I'd, I'd recommend going yeah there.
0: cool well thanks Marcus has been great uh, catching up with you and uh, I wish you well with all of that we're gonna uh, I can't wait to see the the next video and and uh, see what's coming up for you
1: excellent thanks a lot Greg, for your time I really appreciate it
0: thanks again for tuning in to this episode of Americana music profiles find us on iTunes at Americana music profiles and on the internet at americanarhythm.com.